What's up, people? Welcome back to Respect the Grind. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Today we have Gene Omlor. Hope I'm saying that right. And this is one of those people that is in the coaching industry, and she provides high-level services to entrepreneurs. Gene, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's actually Jean. Jean. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. No worries. So I, I love having these conversations with coaches because I feel like the coaching industry has kind of been under fire in the past couple years. Do you feel like your industry is slowly growing or is it evolving? Well, um, the industry has exploded since COVID. It was already exploding and they had, uh, you know, they were estimating it was going to be a certain amount of billion by 2025 and it exceeded that during COVID. So a lot of money is being made in the coaching industry. Um, and, and there's a lot of crackdowns happening now. Like, you know, the FTC is cracking down on people with the bad ads that promising, you know, ripping people off, promising them unrealistic returns. So something's happening where the, the FTC has become more serious about like, you know, there's a lot of people making a lot of money with false claims. So that's happening. And that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. That's a very good thing for coaches that don't do that because mm. we were competing with people that had huge ad budgets that would just lie and, and say, <laughs> you know, you, you know, it was just lying. Let's face it. The word is lying. And if they weren't lying, they wouldn't have been shut down by the FTC. That's for sure, because they had to prove that they were lying. Um, so I feel like the playing field with that is good for people like me and potentially you because you're a coach, right, Chris? Uh, kind of, kind of. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. But the point is they have to be so careful about what they say in their ads now, unless they want to be shut down. So that's a good thing because that is protecting the consumer from false claims. So I love that. I love it because I don't make false claims. The people that don't love it <laughs> were the ones that were making the false claims. So we're good. We're good. Okay. So that now, as far as the, the, the industry is growing, I mean, I don't know if you, what do you mean by being under fire? Do you mean that? Uh, what did you mean by that? I mean that like, if you say you're a coach anywhere online, if you mm. talk about a course you're selling or mm. a coaching program, mm -hmm. I've noticed just in more recent years that there's more negative feedback. It's becoming more and more negative where people oh, are like, well, if you really were good at it, why would you sell a course or mm -hmm. who sells a coaching program for $2,000? Like those mm -hmm. kind of negative comments. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm seeing more of those now than I did in like 2018. Oh, hundred percent. Because there's more coaches. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's, more, there's more coaches. There's more people being coaches. Uh, there's good and bad. The fact is more people are getting help in the world. My thing is get the world coached. That's my thing. Coaching is highly valuable. All sorts of coaching is highly valuable. Relationship coaching. There are divorce coaches that are saving people from all the stress while they're going through a divorce. There are people mm. that are relationship coaches saving marriages. I don't think you know? people think about that part though. Like they just think when they hear coach or course or something, they immediately think about the person that's running those ads. Like you said, I think those kind of people were so loud for so long that they have that dominant perception in the marketplace. Where, as you said, it's so many other kinds of coaches out there. It's kind of crazy when you look at how many types of coaches there are. It's, it's way more than business. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Well, I don't, you know, I feel like in life, we're, you know, how that there's that, um, what's that 
phenomenon where you see like, you know, you get a car and then you all of a sudden start seeing all these people, reticular yeah. something, something. Um, it's, it's like, well, if you're talking to people that are talking about that negatively, you're going to see, it. I don't see anybody doing that. I, I don't, I'm, I'm in groups of people where we understand the value of coaching and we're not, I just don't hear that. I, I don't, I'm in groups where we all, we all know it's, it's valuable. We all have coaches. Yes, we know there are coaches that don't do the right thing, but I don't feel like there's like, unless it's just the, the average consumer that knows nothing about it and has an ignorance about what coaching is. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't worry about those people. And actually I don't care. Like, it's like saying, you know, people that diss lawyers. Well, we need lawyers, right? There's a lot of people. Right. <laughs> I hate lawyers. Okay, great. But we need them. So, you know, do I hear people saying they hate lawyers? No, because I know lawyers. We don't say that. So I kind of don't focus on negative stuff like that. I focus on positive stuff. And, you know, if there's people that don't like coaches out there, great. You know, if people don't like me, great. You know, if people book a call and they don't want to get on the call, why'd you book the call? <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, you know, this means it's very simple. You either want coaching, you want to get on a call and see if somebody can help you or not. I have had people on calls and they're all like negative. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't need to be on this call. You booked it. And, and they're like, <laughs> oh, well, right. Oh, 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 nothing against you. And I'm like, I'm not here to be on trial. So if you're mm. on this call to put the coaching industry and me on trial, let's just get off the call. I said that once. And they're like, oh, uh, 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 okay. So I feel like sometimes but people book calls just to tell me all the problems in the coaching industry, which is rare rare that I've had that. I had maybe one person do that. And I was like, you know, I'm not mm. here to, I'm not interested in holding forth about protecting an industry. I am here as an individual to help people. And what other people are doing, I don't care what they're doing. I have nothing to do with them. Even the spammy people doing those ads, it's not me. It's not my responsibility. It's pretty sad they're spamming people, but it's still not my responsibility. Yeah, I sense? agree. I, I agree. Not it's not your responsibility. I 100% agree with that. Right. I, for me, it's interesting because part of why I have this show is I think there's a crowd of people that I personally, I feel responsible to convince that coaching is valuable. Because mm -hmm. like you said, the world needs more coaching. Mm -hmm. I think that those entrepreneurs that are in like year two, they mm -hmm. need the most coaching because year two is kind of where things get really, really hard. Your money probably isn't consistent. You probably aren't scaling just yet. And this is for all different types of entrepreneurs, whether you have a mm. service business, if you have a brick and mortar store, mm -hmm. right? If you have an e-commerce brand, there's just something about that second year of entrepreneurship where it gets the hardest it'll be. And I think okay. that's where people need coaching the most, right? Okay. I, I, I am going to be like, so like not agreeing with you. Okay. I mean, friendly way. All right. Hmm. People need coaching the most when they start the business. The really? second they, yes, they, they go down all sorts of roads and they say, oh my gosh, I wish I'd known that at the beginning because now I'm losing and I should have fired those people and I didn't know how to do lead generation. Why wouldn't you get your ducks in a row? I got a coach the second I became a coach. The second. I wasn't going to because I was ignorant. I was a life coach. And mine goes, oh, well, who's your business coach? I said, what? She goes, well, who's your business? I said, what? She said, you need to learn how to get clients. Just because you're certified as a life coach doesn't mean people are going to hire you, Sean. I thought, oh. and then of course I became a business coach like in a few minutes once I started because I was really good at helping people with their businesses. So no, people should get help before, before they lose the money, before they don't know how to do lead generation and marketing. Why would you wait to fail and then pick up? 
Well, I, I think it's not necessarily about them failing or wasting time. I think that you need that year or no. year and a half, sometimes two years to figure out your path and where you want to go. Because what I've seen some people do is they hire a coach as soon as they get started. And then they realize a year in, like, man, I don't even want to take this path anymore. I want to go this other way. So now they got to go and hire another coach. And then they want to pivot again. They want to hire That's another coach. Great. So now you're just hiring great. people all over the board. And I think, I think, I think sometimes putting the money up too upfront too fast mm. could hinder your progress because mm. it, it, instead of you, what some people do when they get coaches is they get super lazy as well. I'm hiring this person because they're going to answer all my questions, do everything mm. for me. And now you sit there for a year or two years and you're not putting in the work that you're mm. supposed to. I think it's better if it's kind of like how a lot of people go straight to university and they switch their major five times. I think a lot of people would benefit from going to community college for two years and then go to okay, university. So that, by the time you get that, to the big campus, you're saving money. That I agree with. That's separate. That's totally, that's two different things. You, when you started saying about community college, I'm in. All the other stuff you said before, I completely disagree with you. <laughs> okay, and I hate to be like this on your podcast, but it makes for a good argument, right? No, it's now, good. It's this good. is the deal. Yeah, this, I've been a coach for 13 years. I didn't just turn up. I was doing life coaching, business coaching, brick and mortar, law firms. I'm executive coaching, executive leadership coaching. I've been around the block. So I've seen a lot of different businesses. And what you're saying is you're assuming that people aren't going to do the work. That's an assumption. The fact is, when somebody starts a business, you don't want to waste time and money, hire somebody right away and get shortcut it all. Why would you want to flail around? This is the type of mentality I'm trying to fight against. Why would you <laughs> waste your time when you could have somebody that's done it before and say, shortcut that for me? So you do change your mind. Well, you've learned a lot. So you're saying you're going to, you're going to fit, you're, you're kind of building in failure. You don't build in failure in a mindset. You're, you are thinking in a failure mindset. That that's going to happen, and I know it's going to happen in that business, and they're going to fail, and they're going to change their mind, and I'll do the work. That's like three assumptions well, all in one. Well, what I'm saying is I, I'm not saying that you should do nothing. I'm not even making the assumption that everybody's going to be lazy. Right. My point is just that I think more people learn better when you take yourself and your time and you dedicate yourself an hour or two hours a day to learn more about whatever it is. Like let's say you want to be a coach and you want to teach people how to play instruments. If that's the coaching mm. industry you want to go into. I think you should take a year to learn as much as you can about all the instruments, about music, okay, that's different. about where they sell. But I think for every industry, whatever kind of coach right. you are, even if you want to be a business coach, if you want to teach people email marketing, you should take a year to read all the books, all the podcasts, all the blog posts, consume and learn that stuff on your own so that when you do hire a coach, you are you kind of get a head start and you're not relying on the coach okay, to do so everything for you. So that's different. You're talking about the delivery. See, nobody's hiring me for me to teach them on their delivery. Okay? They already know stuff. People, what you know that you think's commonplace is genius for somebody else and they would pay you money for that. Okay? So I'm not talking about the training of in the business. That's in the business. That you're right. They should know their stuff. I'm talking about working on the business, getting clients, building the business. Does that make sense? So for that, uh, they should hire a coach immediately not to lose their money, lose their time. And here's the big clincher. Become demoralized. 
Human beings need to have wings. So I'll, pick, I'll give you an example. Somebody comes to me and says, hey, Jean, I just started coaching. I'm like, great. I can save you so much time, money, and make you successful way quicker than somebody that's losing the, the morale. The, oh, they're just like going yeah. around. They don't know what they're doing. They're never going to figure something out they don't know. So you might get a bit of why would you punish yourself that way when you could be like, you know what? That gal is going to help me learn how to get clients ASAP so I have a sustainable business. I can feed my family. I'm not depressed. Why would you not do that? The only reason people do not do that is because they are cheap. I'm going to say the cheap word. <laughs> they are cheap and they're cheap with themselves and they don't understand that that cheapness is not serving them because they don't understand business enough to know you must invest in a business. You have to invest in a business, but there's a certain number of coaches that just think I got a certification from, you know, a life coaching certification and therefore people should just come to me. It's high naivete. Okay. And they don't understand the investment has not only be, has not begun yet. <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> Businesses invest in building the business. Every business needs to invest. This is just common knowledge about business, any business. So coaches don't understand the nature of business enough to know you have to invest. Oh, but I don't want it, but, I'm, but it's a business. So how are you going to build your business? Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to kind of do nothing or just figure stuff out on my own with my limited. It's bad business mojo. <laughs> You know, practice. See, I, we actually we actually agree because I do agree with everything you just okay. said. I, I guess I kind of explain what I was saying in the wrong way because I'm saying that I don't want somebody to go and pay to become a coach if they really aren't ready to be a coach. That's different. Right. That's different. Like, they should like not be, completely different. They should not be. You said when yeah. the, you said the second year of business. So I thought you meant that they had already been in business for a year. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I got well, I confused. See, I run into, I kid you not, I run into people all the time that come to me and they're like, Hey, I want you to, cause I do a lot of stuff in podcasting. Mm. I have an agency, software, yeah. all kind of stuff. Every week it's somebody new asking me to like teach them all and the stuff can, about podcasting. Coach and them like, on it and they pay you. <laughs> We got, we got to, Chris, but this we, we got to thing. talk. I tell them if <laughs> you want to hear about what I do, you want your <laughs> listeners to hear what I do instead of just my, my, you know, cheap opinions. <laughs> I, I do. I do. But this is the thing. This is, a, I think you understand this part. I tell people, if you want to do what I do with the whole podcasting thing, mm -hmm. that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. But if you've never mm -hmm. had a show, if you've never bought a microphone, if you've never invested anything in podcasting mm -hmm. specifically, you're not ready to hire me. And I, this is a personal thing for me. I don't even want that person who hasn't invested in building their skills yet mm -hmm. to pay me because I know okay, they're not going to get the result. That, I know they're not going to be a good client. You're talking about them learning, learning the business. That's different. I thought you meant that they, were, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant they the had a business <laughs> and they knew what they were doing as far as in the business, but they didn't need to have somebody help them on the business of getting clients, marketing, money indoor to run yeah, what I, is not then a hobby, but a business, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, and I think that's where people like you are valuable, where you can teach somebody how to go from that struggling point of, okay, I know I have mm. the value to deliver. 
I know I have the strategies. I have the insight. I have the experience mm. even. What's that process like in working with you in terms of taking somebody from just being stuck and they can't get anything out of their business to where they're kind of flourishing and they're getting okay, the so results? This, you know, honestly, again, everybody's different. So I don't want to say this is, I don't, you know, the world according to Jean. There is no world according to Jean because... It's a variety of situations. So I'll give you some examples of various scenarios. So number one, I get people coming to me and they're like, hey, Jean, I really, really want to be coach. And I know I can do it because I've helped and blah, 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 blah in my life. And, I, and I'm like, great. They have that confidence. They know they can do it. I don't need to teach them. Mm. They know they've done it. They've done it in their corporate life. They're ready. They want to be paid. They're good. I just don't know how to structure that business, Jean. Great. Let's do that. Then I show them very quickly. I help them craft an offer. Like, I don't know if you're coaching. I could craft an offer with you in 20 minutes and it would be, it would be, it would have legs. Okay. You could go sell it because you already are an expert <laughs> at podcasting. I just learned that by talking to you. So great. We craft an offer. We figure out who the target market is, price, everything, make it a really good offer. Then I show them how to get clients online with no ads, it's organic social media marketing. It's unpaid. Now. Mm, that's a very unique positioning you put on that. I love that because all the other stuff you see is like how to use Facebook mm, ads, how to use right. YouTube ads. And it just, it's crazy. And I think a lot of people want to learn. They the do. And it's way, way better. So I, I've I done ads that. too. I test everything. I'm doing ads right now. It's very hard to get people who don't know you and don't trust you to even yeah. book a call. So the ad, it, it, yeah, and, and expensive. it's expensive. So I've spent a lot of money on ads, like maybe 70K at this point. Okay. To test, because you see, the thing is mm. this, if I'm here saying organics better, then I better know what the opposite is that I'm comparing it to. Otherwise it's hot air. So I've, when I first went yeah. online, I realized that ads were not going to work for me. I'd already been a coach eight years offline, but I thought I'm getting online and I plunked down 10 K and believe it or not, that program, they were shut down by the FTC. The first program I did, they were shut down. Wow. Okay. And I saw the writing on that wall, by the way, they were very spammy. However, you know what? I, I flourished in that program just by me operating at my own level and getting what I could from it. Okay. So did organic marketing and I cracked the code and I got to a million dollars in 17 months with no ads. Okay. No ads. Wow. Then I've kept going. I'm over, I'm at over 3 million now for and a bit years on. Of course I'm testing ads because I want a bigger boat. I want ads to work because I want to get, keep going with what I'm doing, not abandon the, get another marketing avenue. So the, you know, like we've got the organic, keep it going. But now I want another marketing avenue called ads, not to abandon it because ads are better. They're harder, but it could be another one. I figured out another marketing avenue. You got to work that, but they're not easy yeah. and they're expensive. So for me, if somebody could never, people could never run ads if they want. I just want to get to 10 million. That's why. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to need a bigger boat. Some people don't care about getting to 10 million. They're fine making 3 million, you know, or a million or 500K or, you know, 300K. So the point is from my plan, I'm going to want to need ads. I'm going to want to use them. So ours is not with ads though. I help people do exactly what I've done so far, which is social media marketing from your, 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 you know, private just profile. Okay. Now this is not like I'm the only person teaching this. Other people teach it. I'm just really good at it. I'm good at it. And we've yeah. had over 400 clients. <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> I love that confidence of they teach it, but oh, I'm better. I, am, I love I, that. I am. I love it. I know I am because I know a lot of the programs. I know people that have done them. And they're like, yours is way better, Jean. 
I, I see the results we're getting. I see the, the support we give. We are heavy on support because that's lacking in the industry. This thing of just churning and getting the money in and not caring about your clients. It's just rampant. I take a stand against that. People yeah. are taken care of when they come in my program. So that's the first scenario. People that want to be coaches. I also get people that are already coaches. They've been coaching for years, some of them, but they never figured out how to get a really solid stream of clients. They never figured that out. It was just random and every month is maybe randomly. They don't have a system that they can do every day to get leads. Okay. And you really need a, a, a company. Any business needs leads. If you don't have leads, your client poor for everything. You don't have a that's for e-com. Yeah, that's for everything. And if people could understand that sometimes what's broken in their business is not their mindset is they don't have a steady stream of leads. Cause I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Once you get a steady stream of leads and you're having mindset program, uh, problems, those mindset problems go away, <laughs> you know, they just disappear. <laughs> so, so that's it. You know, whether they've been coaches, like I had a coach come in, she had been relying on referrals for 16 years. Great coach, wonderful coach, lovely, did a great job. Wow. Nothing about her coaching. That's nothing about her coaching, but you know, we take it personally and she starts losing confidence. I said, listen, you're the same great coach you have been for the last 16 years. Your lead gen dried up. She goes, oh, you're right. I said, it's causing you mindset issues. She goes, yes, it is. Because I don't have any clients. And I'm like, what? I said, it's nothing to do about you. Your lead gen dried up. We just need to fix that. Sure enough. She's like, are you sure? I said, yeah, she comes in. Because there were no referrals. And I showed her organic lead gen. She had her highest cash month ever in 16 years in the first month of working with me. $43,000. Wow. She's like, I've never, never made it. That because she got her confidence back. She got control over her process of lead generation. Yeah. So, so with this organic strategy, because when people hear organic, they, I think a lot of people get scared because they, oh, man, I have to do a lot of work. I have to post every day. I have to comment on everything. Two-part question. Number one, is it only on a certain platform on social? And number two, is it like that active, I have to post every day all the time kind of system? I have a question. That's an interesting question. I hear this all the time. Are there certain things in your business that you just do because they're non-negotiable and you do them every day? Um, for me, it's nothing I'm I mean, doing like every You're booking day. people Not into the podcast. Point. Right. And you're... You're talking to people. So this is the thing. I coach on three different platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm a ninja at all three. I did that on purpose. I did it. So I'm a triple threat. People say, oh, but I want to be on Facebook. Great. We're on Facebook. <laughs> oh, but I want to do LinkedIn. Great. I'm a ninja at LinkedIn. We have trainees. We're really good. Oh, but you know, do you do Instagram? Yes, we do. We're really great at Instagram. And I'm always doing research on making sure we know everything about these platforms. So those are the three we do. I'm hitting TikTok now, but I'm not like saying I'm great at TikTok yet because I haven't really, you know, deepened that. And YouTube organic, mm, I wouldn't say I'm going to coach people on YouTube organic right now. Three we're great at. Okay. So as far as like everyday posting, well, so what if you have to post a post every day? How hard can that be? Like, really? Is that that hard to post a post somewhere? Really? Nah. I don't think, I don't think posting every day is bad, especially if like the trade-off is I have to post in five groups daily. Okay, I, I have a question. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, five I'm gonna put this in perspective for you and you're, you're gonna understand why I'm saying this, okay? People complain about a lot of things, all right? Now, what do you think I would rather yeah. have done? Do you think that Sean Amlor would rather have posted in Facebook groups, created content, gotten on sales calls, coached, created stuff, and 
made a million dollars in 17 months? Or do you think I would rather not have done that and didn't care about the million? Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, I don't think if people understand the trade-off and they accept it, look, if you want to get to that million, what could be the only thing between you and that the is only, daily this engagement. Is, this is like, the deal. Also, I, I, I was getting clients even without posting sometimes. I was like, I went into LinkedIn. I thought, I'm not even going to post content. I'm too busy. I was already doing Facebook. I got clients anyway. So I'm not saying part of the answer is why are we even talking about this when if you want something in life, post a freaking post for goodness sakes. Like, oh, that's so hard. So when I hear this, I'm like, wow, that's so hard. You know, and my thing is this, you're going to understand my mindset. Posting posts on social media and talking to people and having conversations and getting on sales calls. That's not hard. That's not hard at all. No, at all. it's not, it's, 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 actually it's not hard fun, to be honest. It's not hard. Like, A lot of complaining about doing stuff. You know what is hard? You know what really is hard? What is hard? is digging ditches in Siberia in sub-zero conditions as a job. Now that, I would agree that's hard. Would you agree that what we're doing online really is not hard? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a cakewalk. I, I've had over 30 different mm -hmm. jobs in my life and I will never forget the feeling I would get in a pit of my stomach every time right. I went to work. I don't it's care so, enough, yeah, That lazy. is the thing, you know what, in life, like let's raise the level here for your listenership okay we're talking about the complaining about the industry and the stuff why can't we talk about like beautiful stuff like guess what folks it's possible to do some online work which is not hard it's not hard and you could possibly you know get to 20k 30k that's the the conversation here the negativity of people complaining i'm not interested in those people those those people don't interest me in my life that's why would i even think about people that complain and you know people said to me oh but you work so hard jean i'm like <laughs> i was thinking at that point people were saying that to me and i have more of a team now but i'm like i just made two, i've made over three but at that point i had made two million dollars somebody goes oh yeah but you work so hard and i was dying with laughter you think that i would rather like not like, do this easy work and not make $2 million because it was just the price was too high to pay the price I paid. Now, obviously, you know, I was not an overnight success because I had already put eight years offline and I had some you know stuff going on. But the fact is, I see it as, wow, I did very little work as far as I'm concerned to make $2 million. As far as I'm concerned, it was a lot of work. But if that's the price I had to pay, that was a pretty small price. But other people, oh, I just see you working so hard. What, because I should just be like these people that are lying and saying they're on a beach all day making millions of dollars? No, that's that's a myth. <laughs> Unless you're like doing passive income. I do know people that have passive income because they sell insurance or Prime America, you know, and they build it up over years. But they worked like maniacs for years to build that team. And yeah. now they're getting the payback. So so and let's everything level you just here, explained okay? The level is... is if you're willing Everything you just to do easy is kind work of the online and not complain, you can make a lot of money online. That's the fact. But if you're a complainer and you actually believe those stories of the IG people that are on beaches all day and Lamborghinis and do no work, I don't know what to say. Okay, that's not life. And quite frankly, I'm a single mom, two kids. Okay, my life was not easy bringing up two kids with in New York City on subways running around trying to build a business. That was hard. Okay. However, it wasn't as hard as digging ditches in sub-zero conditions in Siberia. You see how I think? So I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of hard, but I wasn't thinking how hard it was when I was doing it. I was never thinking, gee, this is hard. 
Never. I was thinking, I just have to do this. Later on, when I looked back, I thought, oh my gosh, that was hard. Th that was hard. It was, I won't lie. But it wasn't as hard as the other single mom that I read a story of that was in this New York book. And this single mom, she had like five or six kids and she had four jobs and hardly ever slept. And I thought, ah, you see, that's hard. So oh there's goodness. always something harder, right? Also, I'm in good health. What if I were also fighting a disease while I went through that? Or what if one of my kids had a disease? So there's always something that's going to be way harder. And I'm really grateful. And I always look at that and think, oh, thank you, God, that it's not that hard, right? That my hardness was not the worst. That's how we have to think. So, you know, if that's the level of people listening, we got to raise the level. What do you want in your life? And what do you need to do to get it without complaining about it? All right? Complaining, we all complain here and there, but generally I'm not complaining about my life. I'm so grateful that I could go through the hardship and get the payoff because let's look at it. I've made over $3 million. I have helped over 400 people. I have a mission to help a lot more people that aren't even coaches, like a, a bigger mission. Okay? I have two healthy kids. I live in Florida. I drive a Tesla. I have wow. insurance. I have investments. And I'm 50 eight years old and I'm still in good health. Why wouldn't I be grateful for the hardship? That hardship was the stepping stone to getting where I am now. I have zero regret. I'm like, thank, thank God I could have that hardship. This is a winning mindset. It's a winning mindset. And I don't look back and go, oh gee, I went through so much pain. I'm like, yay, that was the tool. Of course you have to go through pain to get great gains. Nobody. The successful. And yeah. everything, everything you just explained is kind of what I call the premise of the show is respect the grind. Mm. That's the grind phase that everybody yes. has to accept. It's, it's the grind phase. phase. You have yes. to accept that. But I think once you get, once you get past that, one of the key things that I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about, because this is a thing I don't think coaches mm -hmm. even think about is oh, having yeah, a hundred percent from yes. your perspective. How important is it to have a team? And when should you start Great to question. build that team? Fantastic question. And I help people build their teams, by the way. Okay. I have a 12-week program. Okay. I can't build a team in that time. But I have people that come in for a year. And, I, and I, it's not you're, – you're, you're, I'm glad you said – you didn't say plug in a team. When people say I'm plugging in a team, I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't plug a team in. You integrate one yeah. person, train them, get them going. Because you were going to plug a team in, you wouldn't get any work done because it's a lot of training. So the, the team, this is my point of view. I, I was on a roll, so I was doing everything myself. But I thought, gee, okay, now I'm going to get a VA. So I integrated one VA, and I took the time to train, and that's, I kind of found a bit of time where I could thought, okay, I could find the time to train one person. Great, I'll do it. Get the time, train, it's going to be worth it. Train, okay, now we got two of us working, okay? But I realized that I couldn't not do it myself because I was on a roll. And I could sustain it. I thought, no, I'm doing everything because it's working. So why would I now say, I'm going to build a team when I was on a roll, right? On that first, it was just a flood of clients. Then COVID started and I helped even more people. So then I was like, okay, now I need some more help because I don't want to work so hard. So I hired somebody else, you know, and, you know, and then I had to train them, train them. And now we have a team of two and they're talking to great. And then, you know, I get another one. So at the moment <laughs> I have a core team of four people only. And this is not counting my, you know, accountants and all that. I mean, no, I have a team on the front end with my coaches. There's four coaches. Yeah. 
Okay, then I have the back end team, and there's one, four in that team. And then I have other service providers like video editors or whatever that come in, okay? Four key team members. I actually need one more now to replace somebody okay. that left. That's all I want. And then actually I might get an exec, I don't even have an executive assistant, okay? I have several assistants, like one manages my podcast and other stuff, but I'm actually thinking of getting a, a local executive assistant at this point, because there is stuff I'm doing, just even like booking, you know, doctor's appointments and just stuff in my life that I want to shift off now. So it, 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 yeah, it is a lifestyle. point where you are yeah. integrating and growing and adding one at a time and then another, and then you're integrating it and they're all being trained up and it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hire a team of five and you're not going to get any work done. It's just going to be all training. So you don't do that. You make sure that the wheels can keep spinning while you integrate one person, find some time, coach, train, mentor. Okay. And then great. Now it's all I can sustain. Let's get that. And then another time and you sh create some time. So that's what, so for me, the reason why I haven't gotten the executive assistant, because I thought I got to find that time now. I've got to find that time because I know there's going to be time involved mm. to onboard them. And I don't want my business to, to drop because I'm doing that. So it's always a, it's a balancing act of getting the time to bring the wow. new person in. And then you got more relief. Great. Then you're buying yourself a bit more time. So that's how I see as team building. And some of them are full time and some are I like VAs. That. You know, actually all the people that work for me are um, international. None of them are, they're all virtual. But at this point, I might want, I might want one person that's here that we can actually, I'm ready to have somebody in real life that I see, wow. but doesn't have to, doesn't have to come in every day, <laughs> but local. So sometimes at home, blah, blah, blah. So that I'm thinking about that, but you have to be very careful before you hire somebody. Always think of the repercussions of what that's going to do to change your life. Like, that's why I'm not doing, I'm not, okay, do I want this? Cause what's the flow going to be like? So I'm going to hire another person. And I'm like, okay. I always try to get my team members that are present to do it already because then I don't just, you know, but I, I do need another content person because we lost one. So I'm like, okay, but I got to now take time. Mm. You know? I love the way you explain that because I've talked to coaches. I kid you not. I've had some terrible Aww. experiences with coaches, but I'm not against paying mm. for a coach or anything. But I remember hearing this when I first heard it, it mm. felt so wrong. That told me, yeah, go and hire oh, like no. three people no. at once. And I just thought that sounds like chaos because if one person is doing content, mm -hmm. another person is just booking guests mm -hmm. for my show, and another person is doing what like, that's no, it, just it, too it, much at once because then I'm going to spend hours a day trying to get those yes, people to is, do stuff. There is, if you don't understand, if you want your team to excel, you have to manage, mentor, coach, encourage, and babysit. Okay. All of those. And it, management. So that's why I don't overhire. Because I know, wait a minute, how much, and I always analyze, how much management time is that going to take? And would my management time be the same as if I did it myself? Hmm. And if it's the same as if I did that myself, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it myself because then it's like an extra task. It, it, it has to be that you're, you're Xing it. I don't know how many X, 3X, 4X your time. So for me to hire somebody, it has to be that they're going to save me a lot of time. If they're not going to save me a lot of time and I'm going to have yeah. to explain everything over and over, or if I explain it once and, you know, and then they, I know they're going to get their, their stride. Great. Then they've got the wheels turning. Of course, they're still, you're not just leaving them be because, you know, that's a disaster as well. And, you know, you want to do morning huddles. You want to do a morning huddle. Everybody says and a quick morning huddle. Okay. That that's the way forward is a morning huddle. Every turns up. What are we doing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. 15, maybe 20 minutes. 
but everybody's set for the day. Of course, when I have something going on, I don't do the morning huddle. So then I had one of my other team members start doing the morning huddle, but then I felt like I'm missing out on what's going on. So I took them on again. So it's always that working out what works for the business. Sometimes shifting something off to somebody else, you're losing touch with something that you should stay in. So my morning huddles, I had to go back to being mm. in them myself because the other person, I wasn't getting, they were not getting motivated. Like they, she did not motivate my team the way I did. I thought, oh no, I, it's worth my time for me to do the morning huddle because of what we're getting from it. So you're always analyzing where your time is being used the best. And of course, you always want to delegate as much as possible out. Look at every single thing in your business, not all at once. <laughs> Again, you're not all at once. Okay, <laughs> delegate that. It's a flow. Integrate, delegate that. Great. Now I got more time. Ah, I don't have to do this. And you'd be surprised how many things we're doing we don't need to do ourselves. All right. So let's see. Yeah, they could do that. If I train them, yeah, they could do that. Great. So I'm always looking where I can develop my team members or hire one. Like I'm, sh I'm, I'm going to give one of my team members one of my big jobs. I'm like, yeah, he could do that. He's totally capable. So I'm going to get that time. And he's like, yeah, I could do that. Great. I thought I had to do it myself. No, I don't. I just have to plan stuff. So that's how you build a team. And then it's, an, it's not like it's built in. Then it's a never ending management, optimization, keeping them excited, encouraging, pushing them making sure everything's done. Cause generally people don't do things unless you say, did you get it done? When's it going to get done? Check with me. And, and you know, yeah. you have to manage. So this whole thing of hiring a VA and the VA is going to run your business for you. Why would a Filipino VA run your business for you? They're a Filipino VA. That's <laughs> right. their job I'm, I'm, or, or wherever they're from. And then, Oh, I got the VA. The VA is not going to run your business. It's a VA. Respect that. You need to work with the VA and not overwhelm them and expect them because it's unfair here. Just do all this stuff. And they're not explained to properly. So that's my pet peeve with people with VAs. You have to explain and, and ex be there with the VA because it's unfair to throw work at somebody and say, go do it. And then, Oh, why didn't you do it? Well, well, yeah, you didn't that, do it well because you didn't explain it. It's absurd. Right, yeah. You didn't mentor. So that's, that's my take on team building. Man, this was a great conversation. I, I want to have you on the show again. I got some other coaching topics I want to talk about. I love the topic. I love conversations where we don't agree Perfect. on everything because I think it's better for people to listen to than just us sit here back and forth. And it's really boring that way, to be honest. But um, please let the people know where they can find you, where they can work with you. I think you guys should hire somebody like Jean. Like this is one of the few coaches I'll recommend you to. I don't do recommendations often. <laughs> This is somebody you should work with. If you want to get started in the coaching industry, this is one of the people that I could say, I'll put the link to her testimonials in the description Good. as well. So you can go and yeah. check that and, out. And but uh, please let the people know about your podcast. Sure. Okay. So stuff. I actually have a podcast that's, um, did I tell you I had a podcast coming up? I have a podcast that I'm launching. You did it, oh. but I'm excited. Okay, you know well, that excites I, me. I have a podcast that's launching January 1st, first of the year. And I have a very specific strategy oh, man, for that. That's great. Very specific strategy. I'm launching 60 shows, 60, 60 episodes at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. That, so um, I'm going to give you a run for your money, Chris, because I have a strategy for podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm not a podcast coach or anything, but actually, if it works, I might actually coach people on that strategy. So, yeah, I coach coaches and consultants and certain service providers, and it's all organic. If you have the show notes, you have my testimonials. There's a place to book a call with me in there. 
And also they can find me on socials. We'll give you those social links for LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, I mean, I'm very open. So if people reach out to me, I always, you know, always answer. Um, so yeah, it was a pleasure to be here. We should chat about your, your coaching if you're not coaching. <laughs> well, maybe I've, I've taken like, when was the last time I had a one? It's been like maybe three years since I did one-on-one. Mm. Maybe like two. I don't know. It's been a while. I haven't done one on one. Well, you know, I help while. people with I group, just... group coaching as well. That's where you really scale is group. Groups might be my thing because one on one is you just, get, you I get burnt just, out. It's it a good thing. Out, Honestly, this like is the it. pathway. When you first start coaching, you have to do some one on one. But I try to get my clients into a group yeah. hybrid uh, model because that's how you can really scale. Moving on. Yeah, more yeah, clients. Moving on, time. it's yeah, less time, sure, and it actually sure. works better. I find that group with one-on-one works better than pure one-on-one. That's a fact. So everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and this is what more stuff we should next time we should just talk about group coaching yeah. programs and how to set those up. That's something that I think is like it's become more popular with like all mm-hmm. the events and stuff popping up mm-hmm. around the country. Um, I know a lot of people that are trying to do them, but they mm. fizzle out here and there. So I think that's something a lot of people could benefit from is learning how to do a group program properly, how you deliver the value. Are you doing weekly calls or bi-monthly? Like, how are you mm. setting all of that stuff up? It's a lot of technical questions people mm. have. They ask me and I'm like, look, I don't well, know. Actually, I don't to, do to be like, honest, they need don't... coaching on that. Me just dispensing the information, you're still going to need coaching on it. Because, you see, I have materials in my program, of course. But if I gave you those materials, you would be able to do some of it. But 2% or 2 or 3% of people, only 2 or 3% of people can actually do stuff on their own. Even, you know, because you need the coaching to go along with it. So that's why I'm a huge fan of actual coaching. Sure, there's programs you can buy. They're fine. But it's the coaching that people need so that the programs actually work. Yeah. So I could, you know, speak till I'm blue in the face of how to, you know, to set it all up. But they're still going to need coaching on that because you don't really think, you know, you know, I have people come in and they've been coaching for a while and they haven't really gotten their avatar sorted out. That's target market or the offer. I get with them and 20 minutes later, they're crying. They're like, oh, wow, I spent four years trying to figure this out on my own. That's what I'm saying about getting a coach. And, they, and then they have all this regret. And I said, well, we're here now. Let's be positive. And they're just like, oh, why didn't I just uh, hire you sooner? Or I can't believe I spent four years and you did that in 20 minutes, you know? It's like this. I used this analogy for the first time on a podcast yeah. yesterday, actually. This is the deal. Would you rather sit around trying to crack open a safe for years and not be able to do it because you don't know how to crack the safe open? Or would you rather hire somebody to come in and they're going to do it in three minutes and open that safe and have all the treasure come out? What would you rather do? I am the yeah. safe crack. I'm the safe it, it, cracker. It's that simple. I'm also a cracker. I'm also a cracker. It is that simple. <laughs> I'm the same cracker. <laughs> All right, we got to run, but Jean, this was this was so good. I love interviews like this. They are so entertaining. Um, thank you for being okay, here. I hope to have you on the show again. Back.